God has no greater joy than to hear that His children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries Podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Poseen. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Power Punch. I'm Ashley Poseen. Hey, today's big question is, how do I know the will of God for my life? Now, I know each one of us has asked this question probably numerous times in our life, maybe even many times this month. How do I know the will of God for my life? And to answer this today, we're going to look at three things. The revealed will of God, the secret or hidden will of God, and the reality of choices. Okay? All right, I just wanted to throw that out there right away and then we can we can dive in and get ready because I am so excited for this question. I've been waiting for this one. Um, this is a question that is asked continuously and I'll say from young to old. It's not just young people that ask it. It's not just the middle-aged group. It's not the older uh, generation. It's asked across the board, how do I know the will of God for my life? And I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna give you a little testimony of myself. I struggled with this for many years. This, what I'm about to share with you is a lot, uh, several years of struggling and wrestling through and studying and seeking God and learning through walking with him what the answer to this question really is. And even though um, I'm able to rest my soul in it now, I feel like I have a better understanding. I have to remind myself continually of this truth because if you're anything like me, Um, I can tend to get almost frozen in indecision sometimes because I so desperately want to know the will of God. Should I make this choice or that choice? What's what's the will of God for me right now? I want to make sure I'm following his will. Does that sound familiar to anybody else? I know I'm not alone in that, right? Where we struggle with this, especially when we're on the precipice of big decisions, Sometimes, if you're like me, maybe it's even little decisions that you find this to be true. But what's interesting is we kind of have this concept that God's will is somehow hidden from us. That it's almost kind of this treasure that we have to go on a hunt for. It's mysteriously hidden. It's it's just eluding our grasp outside of our vision. And so we spend our lives, oh, if I could only know the will of God, I just want to know the will of God for my life. And I hear a lot of people ask this question today. Sometimes it can seem like God's will is clouded, that we just can't quite see it. And like I said, sometimes we get stuck in indecision because we don't know God's will in this moment. We become frozen in place. But here's what we must come to understand and where I want us to go today. God's will I mean, honestly, his his big will for us has been revealed to us already. God has revealed much of his will already to us boldly in living color, black and white through the word of God. I want us to understand something. I just want to be real. God is not going to hide 
his will from us as if he doesn't actually want us to walk in it. I mean, do you, do you get this? God wants us to walk according to his will and purpose. He wants us to be obedient to his will. So he's not going to hide it from us. He's not going to make us go search in these dangerous, you know, uh, parts of mountains and ravines and, and go on this long journey to try to find his will. God has revealed his will to us and it is that simple. I want, I really want us to get this right now. When we speak of God's will, like I said at the beginning, we're often speaking of two different types, if you will, of God's will. Theologians often put it this way, the revealed will of God and what they would call the secret or hidden will of God. And so right now I want us to talk briefly about both of them. I believe that um, we have the most trouble understanding God's will when we get those two things out of order and our priorities with them get messed up. And I'm going to talk to you more about that in just a second. This is where I think the crux of the matter for all of us is not putting our focus on the right one of these. God's revealed will, will or what we call his secret, hidden or sovereign will. And there is a third aspect um, in my mind that I want to address as well, and that is simply choices. So we're going to cover that for a second too. Let's take a moment and look at the revealed revealed will of God. These are almost tongue twisters. You got to say them with me. Um, and what we mean by the secret will of God. And we will talk briefly about the reality of choices. So I want us to first start by taking a moment and looking at the revealed will of God. Right now, my hope is that as we discuss this, you might find freedom. You might find rest for your souls because this has been, like I said, many years for me of wrestling through this and coming to an understanding and it is invaluable. I find rest and peace knowing, and I can tell you, I am in the will of God. I know that I'm walking in his will and there's a rest and assurance, a confidence and a hope in that now, all of that said, do not get me wrong. I have to remind myself of this literally sometimes daily. I am not joking when I tell you that I go back to this over and over and over again. I hope you will too to let it strengthen and encourage you. So first let's talk about the known will of God. The known will of God for us or the revealed will of God. This is what some might call the overall will of God for humanity. And he has not stayed silent on this. He has not kept it hidden from us. He has revealed it to all mankind. God is very clear in scripture what his will is for us. And I really want us to understand that God is not keeping this a mystery. He's not clouding it. He's not saying, good luck. I hope you find my will. Hope you'll walk in it. He has laid it out for us. Let me just give you some. I'll give you the four main aspects of God's will for our lives. Each and every one of our lives. Don't think you're outside of that. His will for you, his will for me, number one, is that we would come to know him and have a saving relationship with him. Amen? That is his first will for humanity, that we know him. And that we have a saving relationship. Here's what I'm going to do for time's sake. I'm just going to go ahead and give you scripture references. Every time I say one of these, every time I, I give you a point, 
There, there is scripture that backs this up. So let me just give you the references for them. If you have time, write them down. You can replay this, write them down again, read them, study them out. God expresses his will clearly to us through his word. And so his first, uh, the first aspect we want to talk about of what is his will for my life. It's that, you know, him now, this is an intimate knowing that you know him, that you have relationship with him. You're walking with him daily. You can look at, um, first Timothy two, three through four. You can look at second Peter three, nine. You can look at John six, 38 through 40. Those are just some, there are many more, many, many more but you can just start there if you want to. Um, the second component to God's will for you and I, not only that we know him and we have a saving relationship with him, but that we are becoming like him. It is God's will that we are being sanctified, being formed into his image, into his likeness. This is a lifelong process right here. And he wants us going through the sanctification process that every day we're becoming more and more like Christ. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 for this one. That's just a great one that, that I just wrote down for you. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. It is God's will that you become sanctified, that you become more like Christ. Here's a third component to God's revealed will for us that we share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone God puts in our path, with anyone he gives us to say it to, to share it with, that we are um, um, embarking on the mission Christ gave us to make disciples of all nations, right? To introduce them to Jesus, to disciple, to help them with their walk uh, with Christ. In other words, with the mission. So shout out there. Um, I know this is their motto, but it's truth. It's very biblical. God's will for us is that we know him and we make him known and that we become like him. So when we say sharing the good news of Christ with others, making him known, please look at Matthew 28, 19. It's a familiar passage. Mark 16, 15, Acts 1, 8. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. Those are just some scripture references, some points for you that you can look at when we're trying to understand God's will for our lives. We know him, that we're being sanctified, that we're helping to make him known. And fourth, that we live a life loving him and loving others. Like Jesus said, those two things encapsulate the whole law in its entirety. That we would love the Lord our God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second one, that we would love others. Just like Christ has loved them. Just like we love ourselves. You can look at Matthew 22, 37 through 39 for this and countless others. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for me, there are, of course, others we can look at. Did you know God's word is so full of his will that, that I even sometimes will surprise myself if I ever say, man, I want to know God's will for my life. Open up the word. It's right in there. He says it. He declares what his will is for each and every one of us. Um, there's more that we can look at. His will is that we obey him. That's his will. He clearly says it. It is his will that we obey him. Look at John 14, 15 through 17. It is God's will that in whatever we do, we're doing it for his glory. That's his will. 
Whatever we embark on to do in this life, we're doing it for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Do you know that it is his express will that we live a life of thankfulness? That we are thankful in all circumstances? That's God's will for you? That's God's will for me? Do we understand that? You can take a look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 for that. It is God's will that we live a life of thankfulness in all circumstances. Here's one more for you. It is his will that we do good. While we're on this life or on this earth in this life, that we live a life doing good. Why? Because God is good. So we are to live a life doing good. 1 Peter 2.15 for that one. 1 Peter 2.15. Can I just pause right here and say, if you're wondering what God's will is for you, do we not have enough of it just in the few things that I said right here? I mean, is that not enough to keep us busy while we're alive on this earth? You see, we complicate things. We love to overcomplicate things. I believe we have such a self-focused mentality that we think there somehow has to be a more specific and special purpose to each one of us. God has said, this is my will, that you know me, that you make me known, that you become like me, that you love me with all your heart and you love others like you love yourself. That's my will for you, that you walk in obedience and thankfulness, doing good for my glory. This is my will for you. That's what God is saying to us. Now, I want us to take a second and understand what is God saying or what are we saying when we talk about the secret or hidden will of God. This is referring simply to the fact that God is sovereign. Amen. God is sovereign. He rules this world perfectly and meticulously and nothing will happen outside of his ultimate perfect will. Nothing. God has plans going on that we are not privy to at this moment. God has plans around this entire universe, around our planet, in every nation. And we may not know those plans until they take place and until they happen. Like I said, we say that it's God's hidden will because we often won't know about it until it takes place. I love what Isaiah 46, 9 through 10 says. He says, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning, from the ancient times, things not yet done, saying this, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish my purpose. I will accomplish my purpose. But here lies the problem. I want us to talk about this. Here lies the problem. We tend to take verses like I just read and ones like Romans 12, 2, and I want to read this one to you. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. We know this part pretty well but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen to this though. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We often read verses like this and you know what we love to do? I think because to be honest, we're pretty self-focused. We're pretty self-centered. And because of that, I think what we oftentimes like to do is put in two words ourselves. We like to add to scripture. And so sometimes we get this mentality, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's where it ends. We like to put this in for you. God's good, pleasing, and perfect will for me. And all of a sudden what we think is, 
that this means there's some kind of hidden and specific just for me kind of will that God has. And while, of course, you are here on purpose, while, of course, God has a purpose for us, I think we oftentimes miss it because we fail to understand that he's already told it to us. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? We oftentimes will get hung up and we'll miss God's will for our life because we fail to understand that he's already told it to us. This isn't a mystery. He hasn't hidden it. He says, look, my will is that you know me. You walk with me. You have relationship with me. My will is that you help make me known to the ends of the earth. My will is that you become like me. My will is that you love me and you love others. My will is that you obey me. That whatever you do, you do it for my glory. That you do good. This is God's will for us. This is his purpose for you. Now here's the fun part. You know, of course, as we are doing these things, God has gifted us differently. God has given us different strengths in our personalities. And as we are accomplishing God's revealed will for us, as we're walking that life, he will make our path straight in accordance with the giftings and the strengths that he has given us. That's where you get those specified individual purposes that God has for us. It's not that his purpose is different. His purpose is the same overall for all of us. But we're going to fulfill that purpose. We're going to walk in that purpose according to what God has planted within each one of us personally. We're going to walk out that will and that purpose according to the gifts God gave us that will edify and strengthen the body. We're going to walk it out according to the strengths and the personality types that God made us have when he formed us in our mother's womb. That's what's going to happen. But I want to say this to us. Instead of just trying to find a specific will of God for us, I think more often we need to be asking ourselves if we are walking in the will of God that he has already revealed to us. Like I said earlier, is that not enough to occupy us while we're on this earth? I mean, honestly, when you want to know, am I walking in God's will? Ask yourself, am I in relationship with God actively? Am I spending intimate time with my Savior, getting to know him? Am I becoming like him? Can I look in my life and say, man, God is whittling away the sin issues in my life. I know that he has me in progress. I can see the progress. I'm definitely not there yet and haven't arrived that there, but I am being sanctified. I'm being made to be more like Christ every day. Can we say that? Are we engaging in that sanctification process? Are we helping to make him known? This is the fun part where, you know, whatever gifts and, and strengths God has given you, you can utilize those as he leads you in this. Am I helping to make him known to the world who so desperately needs to know who their savior is? Am I doing that? Am I loving my God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength? And am I loving others? My goodness. These are the questions we need to be asking. Am I obeying him? Am I glorifying him? Am I living a life of thankfulness in all circumstances? That's God's will for us. That's one that'll keep us busy for a while. Asking ourselves these questions are so important because I want you to be really clear on something. I want to be clear. If we are walking in the will of God that he has already revealed for us and to us, 
I want to say something. He will bring about the specific sovereignty of his will in our lives as we do this. As we are walking in the revealed will of God, he will bring about the specific sovereign plans that he alone knows for each and every one of us. We don't have to stress about it. Do you know that you are not good enough to stop the will of God? You're not strong enough. You're not powerful enough. You're not clever enough to stop the plans God has for you. Now we can, we can delay them. We can set them off track. We can choose to reject or refuse God's will and plans. But I want you to know God's sovereign plans for your life will come to fruition as we walk out his revealed will to us. I get asked this question a lot, um, especially when I'm doing Q&A times, maybe in churches or with ministries. People want to know, okay, actually, what are the steps? I want to do women's ministry. What are the steps uh, to making sure I can do that? Because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. So I just need to know what exactly do I need to do so that I have a ministry, so that I'm in these churches, so that I'm doing these things. And so they'll ask me how I got to this place that I am. I still don't even know where I am. But how did I get to this place? with some of the experiences or the opportunities that I've been given. And every time I just kind of shake my head because there was no steps to this. You want to know really what it was? It was me walking and living with my savior, honestly. And this is no account to me. This is because of the Holy Spirit. But in relationship with God, he speaks to us. That's what relationship is, right? And so as I'm walking in relationship with God, I'm praying through something at one point saying, God, what would you like me to do with this church? And he says, I want you to love my people. And so through further relationship, through further prayer, I go, how do you want me to love your people? And he says, I want you to start a Bible teaching ministry. Here's what you're going to call it. Here's what you're going to do. And, you know, just simply by obeying that, he continued to open various doors completely organically, completely divinely, not because I was seeking anything out, but because God began to open and direct my steps. You see, lean not on your own understanding, but in all things, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. As we fulfill the revealed will of God, knowing him, helping to make him known, loving him, loving others, becoming like him, God will make the path straight individually for each one of us. He will bring about opportunity, not us. He will do this. So here's the two pieces of advice I would give anybody asking this question. How can I know God's will for my life? Number one, focus first on the revealed will of God for your life. Focus there first. Don't think there's a shortcut or an easy way out. Focus on fulfilling the revealed will of God for your life. Second, trust God with the sovereignty of his will. Trust God that he will fulfill the secret will that he has hidden for each one of us. Trust him in it. Rest and relax in him. And so while we obey God's revealed will, we can trust in God's good providence. That his secret will unfolds, uh, that as his secret will unfolds, he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Whatever our days can, may hold, as we are walking out that revealed will of God, we can trust that specifics, uh, that in the specifics, God's design is going to be fulfilled. That the specifics we encounter in our day are designed by a loving God for the good of our souls. And so now I want us to get down to this because I know 
that some people would say, okay, that's great. But what happens when you're faced with a decision? What happens when you're faced with choices? And I've been there a thousand times. We all are in our day countless times. And here's what I'm going to say. Again, I want to point this out. If you are walking out the revealed will of God and you are in relationship with God, loving him, communing with him, your, your desire is to make him known. Your desire is to do his will. I want you to hear something. If you are doing that, he's going to be speaking and directing anyway. He will. He's going to be the one bringing it up to you. I want you to consider moving here. I want you to consider doing this thing. I want you to consider partnering with these people. I mean, I literally had just got back from Africa the very first time he brought up radio ministry to me. I, I wasn't seeking that in the least. And yet the opportunity came up and God said, I want you to walk in this. Okay. And now it's obedience. It's obedience. But here's the deal. When you don't hear God specifically give you an answer to one decision or the other, if you're stuck there and you go, okay, I don't know. I'm at a crossroads. I don't really hear him speaking. I'm not sure if I should take this path or this path. Then here's what we do. We listen to what God has told us to do in his word. I want to give you just five, um, five pieces of advice with this one. Okay. So here's what we do. Um, if you are questioning that, if you don't really feel like he's spoken to you on that, now we come to a time of making choices. And I want to say every choice has a consequence, good or bad. And so the goal now is to make a wise choice. Amen. If God hasn't really said specifically one way or the other to us, now the goal is to make a wise choice. And he allows us to make these choices. So number one, I'm going to give them to you quickly as we get ready to be done here. Go to God in prayer. I look at James 1, 5 for this. Go to God in prayer. If you seek wisdom, he's going to give it to all without showing partiality or favor. He's going to give it abundantly. Go to God in prayer. Ask him. Seek his wisdom. That's always number one. You're at a crossroads. Go to God in prayer. Number two, when you've done that, go to God's word for guidance. Go to God's words for guidance and clarity. Because I will say this, you should be choosing nothing that goes against God's word. Nothing. I don't care how good it looks. I don't care how much your flesh may want it. You should be choosing nothing that is contrary to the word of God. Look at second, look at second Timothy three sixteen for that one. Third, seek godly advice. Seek godly advice. Proverbs 15, 22 is a great scripture for this. Seek godly advice. There is so much wisdom in a multitude of counselors, godly counselors. Go to those who have walked that road before, who are more wise than you and seek their counsel. Seek their counsel. Four, do your research. Do your research. God gives us a brain on purpose. Research it out. See if it's the smart thing to do. Proverbs 18, 13 actually speaks to this. Do your research. And lastly, learn from your past experiences. I want you to look at Psalm 90 verse 12 for this. Learn from your past experiences. A wise person is not going to make the same mistake twice, right? So learn from it. If God's already taught you, uh, don't do that. Don't repeat it. Don't go back there and do that again. These are the choices we have. So we want to make wise choices. To sum up, I want to tell you something. Our focus has got to change from just trying to find these specific wills of God for me to knowing and following his revealed will to us. Focus on that first because that's enough to keep you busy. And as you're doing that, 
as you're walking in relationship with him, as you're helping to make him known, becoming like him, loving him and loving others, God will direct you into all the specifics he has for you. You don't have to worry about that. God has a way of making our path straight, of narrowing our focus. He does that. That's his hidden secret will. He will lead us in the right way. His Bible, his word already says that. Secondly, trust him in that. Trust him that he will lead you as you follow his revealed will to us. And lastly, when you come to those places and you're not sure what to do, you don't hear him speaking, go to him in prayer. Go to his word for guidance and clarity. Seek godly counsel. Do your research and learn from your past experiences. I love that God's will is not hidden from us. We can know it. It is clearly in the word of God. You know that God, I, I find this to be true. I don't know that God is, is as concerned all the time, all the time about what we do, but by who we are and whose we are. That's what he's concerned about because if you belong to Christ, he's got you and he's going to determine your steps and he's going to know that you have a heart to obey and to follow his will. He cares about who you are, that you are in Christ and whose you are. Amen. Have a blessed week. I hope this will bring freedom and life to your soul because God's will will never be voided in your life. It will come to fruition. He loves you dearly and he longs to have relationship with you. Amen. Have a great week in God's will.